0: Your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Him and John Oding do a fantastic job. Uh, Make sure you guys check it out. Landon, what's going on today, sir? Not much. Uh, Just uh, forced
0: to watch three running backs that uh, (laughs) I didn't love. I I loved one of Uh, them. We'll talk about it. But, uh, yeah, this was my least favorite assignment so far.
1: Yeah, so over the next couple weeks, we're going to be doing just three-player breakdowns like we've been doing Over the last couple of weeks, uh, and this week I gave Landon the assignment of watching three guys who I expect to go somewhere on late day two, early day three. So you're looking at running backs that could go anywhere from the third round to the fifth or sixth round. Um, whether or not the Cowboys will take one it remains to be seen, but it does appear that they could be in the market for another running back considering Rod Smith's uh, contract status. Z- Ezekiel Elliott is going to be a free agent here pretty soon. We expect him to retain him, but here's a couple of players that could potentially fill uh, complementary roles. And let's jump right into it. And I want to start with Travion Williams, the running back from Texas A&M. Uh, he was actually the second guy I watched, um, but what did you see in your notes when you watched him? Well, let me be clear that
0: for two of these guys, and I won't reveal until we get into them, and Travion's one of these two, Um uh, you know i don't I don't think they're bad players i think I just think my whole general thing is any running back that I'm taking that I'm drafting i mean this is a cowboys centric podcast like we're not talking Absolutely. about like you know drafts you know particulars or just the draft overall for me for the, for the cowboys like any any running back that i'm taking I- anywhere in the draft but specifically you know the third or fourth round because if you think about it, those are our second and third picks of of the draft. Yeah, uh, I, I I need a special trait, and
1: uh, and I think we. Well, that, it's a good question though. Really quickly, what kind of running back do we want if the Cowboys are going to draft the running back? Let's say in the fourth round. Yeah, what kind of running back should we be looking for? Well, I mean that's probably a more important question. Well, right? yeah,
0: I, I think that's that's you know that's kind of where i'm starting from is that is that and i think you're right and to me you know i need someone who you know zeke is clearly the guy that i want getting the majority of the, of the of the touches i want somebody who when he gets has some sort of exceptional trait that when he gets his opportunities has an opportunity to uh you know, do something with the ball, contribute uh, as a big play threat or, you know, whatever that may be. I I just feel like... Or as a receiver, yeah. Or I mean, oh, oh yeah, right? like as a receiver, getting the ball. I, I mean, the point is, is that either when he gets in to, to to spell Zeke, or he has a trait that is such that you you want him on the field even with Zeke. And, and Rod Smith was like that to a certain degree for a while. I, I just think that that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a guy that has an exceptional element to his game, um, and, and and you know, I, I think. That's the interesting thing about like kind of scouting running backs is that you know there's there's talk about running backs are not uh, and, and you're a huge proponent of this is that running backs are not you know exceptional don't draft uh, uh, running backs blah 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 blah
1: don't spend a high
0: pick on don't them. spend yep. a high pick I, I the, see the problem is is that I feel like that philosophy needs a caveat and and I, and I feel like you don't want the caveat and to me the caveat is <laughs> there are exceptional running backs feel free to draft those high. Because they, they, you know, the the thing about first-round running backs is that, I mean, you need them to be. Solid at minimum, and then exceptional, exceptional at a couple different things, and 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 yeah, and, and, I for, and I think that that formula kind of changes as you go further along in the draft. At this point in the draft, you're so close to the bottom of the draft, you're closer to you know free undrafted free agency. But it, if if you're going to separate out from guys that I can get in the seventh round, uh, or guys that I can get uh, you know in undrafted free agency. It's not for me, and, and for my team, and for what the Cowboys are doing. It's not enough that you're a balanced, uh, a well-rounded running back, you know. And and I think that's what what I see with this. Kind of leads me into what I'm going. This kind of this is what I see with Travion Williams, right? Is that you know, each each one of these guys are they fit the physical profile of being kind of slightly undersized, uh, potential change-up backs. And and I think Travion Williams like. You know, I would I'd love to I'd still love to get him in the fifth or sixth round. I mean if, if that's a possibility because he, I think so. he's a guy who uh you know despite not having exceptional burst Uh, or exceptional speed, has good speed and good burst. I think he is a guy who immediately could come in um, and be a third down back of some sort because of his pass protection, uh, because of his ability to kind of, you know, he has good movement skills. He's a physical player. He's not afraid to go out there and mix it up. He's not afraid to uh, uh, do things with... uh, 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 yeah, with with without the ball in his hand, um, but I don't know that he does anything with the ball in his hand enough for me to make him worth spending the extra value that I would, you know, just in a later round pick. I, I that's where I feel like that's where I feel like it's 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 not enough for where their draft position is. Like someone like Travion Williams to, to for me like because I think what I see is a guy who is an undersized running back who has a pretty decent skill set. Uh, I think he has good speed, not great speed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got good quickness, not great quickness. I think he is a he projects to me as a backup running back in the NFL. He isn't going to get you killed. He's probably going to be pretty good on his assignments. He has decent uh, uh, vision. He's not going to leave a lot of uh, yards on the field. With bad choices, uh, but I don't know that he's also creating a ton of, of of big plays. I don't know that he's in the NFL at least. I don't know that he's you know the kind of guy that uh, you know you would want to add to your arsenal as a weapon more than okay. He's a suitable guy to be on the field when Zeke is not on the field, and, and I think that's not enough for me when I consider where I'm going to have to take this guy.
1: Yeah, I think we had similar thoughts here on Travion. I, I thought his best skill set was his ability to, to pass protect. He had a snap against Alabama. I actually just posted it on Twitter. The Raquan well, Davis just, one? Yeah, he just <laughs> killed Raquan Davis. Um, and listen... He doesn't fumble, and he pass protects. That alone is going to get him on the field in the NFL. We know, if I know anything about coaches in the NFL, they want guys they can trust. And if you don't put the ball on the ground and you don't get your quarterback killed, they're going to find a role for you. My question for him was, I just didn't see any power in his game at all. I mean, he could break arm tackles, but if you ran him in the ta- between the tackles or a linebacker was able to square him up at all, I mean, he, rarely did he gain any yards afterwards, and a lot of times he was stonewalled right there. So you've got a guy that you can't really run a ton of stuff in the inside. He doesn't have home run speed on the outside. Uh, he's an okay receiver. It's not something that is special about him. I mean, he's he's okay. But to me, that's a player that you probably, again, I think you're right. I think you get him in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. You make him your third string running back, and if he's, if he's forced into action, uh, you know, I think he can give you some solid snaps. So my comp for him was like, could he be, um, could he be a lesser version of Lamar Miller without the speed? I mean, huh. it, could he be that type of poor man's Lamar Miller? Maybe. Uh, didn't love him. All right, let's go ahead and let's move on to a guy that I did love, and that's Darrell Henderson from Memphis, Lane, and I will let you have the floor first. What did you think of Henderson? Well, he—he this is the guy
0: that of these three for me that I think that is the most intriguing for sure. You know, I I think he has that kind of trait that we are talking about, and and for him, and, and I'm sure you saw it too. This dude is shifty. Like this dude is very, very difficult to get a hand on. Um, He's got. What's funny though,
1: I didn't think he was shifty. I just thought he was smooth. Like I thought, like he he didn't make like big herky jerky cuts. He would just. He was like his feet never came off the ground. Watch his hips and his feet.
0: Like to me, it's like he strings moves together kind of seamlessly and and very quickly. That's kind of what I mean. Yeah, and and so it is. You're not wrong. I feel like it's it's smoothness is an aspect of it. Uh but I think yeah it's it's one of those situations that it's uh, he he strings together moves, he he uses his hips and, and he's just for a guy that's elusive, he's efficient with his movement too. Like, yeah, so it looks very kinda like suddenly he's just away, right? Um right. I thought he ran like I thought he looked physically and his running style and his athleticism, all of it reminded me of Devonta Devonta Freeman. Uh, I, that's that's what I see when I see this guy. He's aggressive when he runs with the ball. Uh, he attacks the run screen. He's slippery, but he's 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 not powerful necessarily. Um, he wasn't asked to do a lot uh, of route stuff. I think he he has kind of uh, over, average hands. I think he that's an area where he could, fair. where he could get get some work in. Um, you know, destroys p- pursuit angles. Basically, almost any time you saw a, a, a an alley or a seam for this guy, he was gone. Like he's just like he's mm-hmm. through it so quick. He runs on the like the balls of his feet. It looks like so he like he he really like. He he just takes off and is gone really quickly in, in any kind of lane. And I you know we discussed it afterwards because I felt like he didn't get nearly enough touches. I felt like I was watching. I mean, you, we said he had 214 carries. Man, that's not enough. Like uh, like for considering how successful this guy continued to be, I would have continued to give him the ball until he stopped being successful. Like uh, he, I, I think he averaged
1: something like eight eight plus yards a carry. Is that eight point right? nine? Well, he averaged eight point nine. Uh, as a junior this year, last year he was eight at 8.9 and as a freshman 5.5. I mean, so was for cur- his career was 8.2. That's just absolutely ridiculous.
0: So, uh, yeah, I probably would have given him some more carries, I probably would have put him in more route stuff. Uh, but i i feel like this is one of those guys who okay i now i'm on board for a third or fourth rounder because i feel like he could give you something in the return game he's mm-hmm. I, I don't know that i don't know that he's yet ready to be uh i don't know what he is as a receiver because i just didn't get, i don't know that i got to see enough as a receiver so uh but i think that you know his hands situation can get better uh but he does have the you know the kind of trait i feel like uh to do something with the ball, to be a threat with the ball, to offer you something different as a running back as opposed to just someone who is not going to get you hurt.
1: So you messaged me and said Devontae Freeman, and I couldn't get that comp out of my head when I was watching it. I don't know whether it was the dreadlocks or what it was, but he's he's not a very tall running back. He's got a kind of a strong upper body. Um, I, again, I thought he was really smooth. I thought he could sink his hips and get upfield. Uh, the one comp that kind of came to my mind, again, just because he kind of he was gliding through the, the middle of the field, is he a little bit like a smaller version of Felix Jones? Is that a fair comp, or does he not have that speed?
0: You know, it's funny because uh, part of me thought about Darren McFadden, too, and I feel like sometimes they kind of run the same, but yeah, I, mm-hmm. I could see that for sure. Just like that kind of quick build-up speed, and, and suddenly he's gone, but he doesn't have... Like for a guy who has good balance, I don't know that he necessarily has great contact balance. You know, like when he gets hit, like he's he's likely going like when he gets hit, he's he's suddenly out of control because he's was moving moving so fast.
1: You know that he's just that he just loses it. So, uh, yeah. The the one thing that I did like about him, it seemed like he broke off a lot of arm tackles. I mean, if you hit him with one arm up high, he's almost always going to break those. But again he's not going to be a guy that's going to move the pocket or move the pile and that kind of, thing. It's just not the type of runner he is. Um, the other kind of comp that I had from was another Memphis running back, actually D'Angelo Williams, not, not yeah. maybe as thick in the lower body, but that kind of running back. Um, we're, just, again, we—it's kind of hard to guess where these guys are going to go in the grades. But what round would you feel comfortable taking a guy like Henderson? I mean, I see him as like a three-four. I just don't
0: know yeah, that, that feels like, right. Like second round, I think he would need to be a little bit more well-rounded. I mean, but I, I think you know there are, like you mentioned, there are benefits. There's benefits to the fact that he doesn't have a lot of uh, of we- uh, tread on the tires. He uh, he has great production despite that. Um and I you know I think he has that like I said an element that that you can add to the offense that uh, maybe Ezekiel Elliott doesn't have or you know that 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 he can offer something more than just being a guy who isn't going to screw up
1: the the offense when he's in. As a junior, he had 214 carries for 1,900 yards and 22 touchdowns, averaged 8.9 yards a carry. Uh, Also added 19 receptions, uh, 63 career catches for him. So at least you have some uh, background to show that he can catch the ball. It's not like he doesn't have experience there. Also a little bit of experience as a kick and punt returner over the last couple years. All right, our final running back that I want to talk about is another really, really productive running back, and that's Miles Gaskin at Washington uh, over the last four years at Washington, he has over 5,000 rushing yards, uh, 62 total touchdowns from scrimmage. Just a super productive back. What did you see in your film study? Yeah,
0: I mean, this is kind of similar to uh, Trayvon Williams in, in the sense that he's you know a slightly undersized back, but he's very good at all the different elements of of being a running back. Like he's a very balanced uh, skill set. Uh, you know, this isn't a raw athlete. Uh, this is someone who's well versed in the small things. need to be a good running back. I, you know, I think he he's got a he's got a crazy production. I mean, if you look at you know mm. four years of a thousand yards plus, if I'm not mistaken, and and you know that's four years of at
1: least twelve hundred rushing. Yeah, and so four he, straight years of at least twelve hundred. That's a lot.
0: That's a lot, and that's that's good for his skill set. Bad for his draft stock, right? Because I agree. You, you don't yeah. don't love having a guy that's had. I mean, he's had what five? It was like two hundred k- carries a, a year, so like almost almost, almost nine hundred carries, a thousand,
1: almost a thousand carries through his career.
0: That's a lot, and so uh, you know, Division one football. So and that's something to consider for sure. Uh, and when you look at him, like you know, again, he's got good patience and vision. He knows how he has good, not great, athleticism. Good and not great I mean. speed. And I think he, he is maximizing it to a certain degree because he's got very good vision and good patience and knows how to play the position well. I think he could be a good zone runner. He could be a, a good gap runner. I, I think he understands the concepts well. Uh, he's good at, at, at having patience in wide zones waiting for the wash to come back so he can cut back against the grain. Um, despite being undersized, I feel like he's a very willing pass blocker. Um, he does mm-hmm. a good job of keeping himself between between the rusher and the quarterback. Um, And, you know, like I said, and this is the last thing I put in my notes, he's an extremely balanced running back, but what is he exceptional at? I I just, I don't see anything here that makes me, you know, that makes him just super stand out in a, in a, you know, whole draft class filled with guys who, uh, you know, were the workhorses of their team. So, I just, I think he has a future as an NFL player for sure. I think he'll 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 get on a team and and, and make it on a team because he has a skill set that's ready to go. Um, but I don't think that he has anything uh, to his game that makes him exceptional enough that make me want to put him on the field over Ezekiel Elliott. Now, if I'm a if I'm a team that doesn't have a running back or you know, is trying to do kind of a, a committee thing, I'd take a flyer on this guy just to kind of get him in and, and see maybe he can give you a steady presence because I do think the one thing that this guy does well is that he's he clearly is very... Uh, steady Eddie. I mean, he you know he doesn't look mm-hmm. like he missed a lot of time. He's he's consistent, uh, and there's value in that to a certain degree. So, uh, and especially in a running game where y- you know you're just trying to g- some teams are just trying to get what they need out of what's blocked, and that's it, and that's all they that's all they require from the from the running back. So, uh, I think he has value for some of those teams. For the Cowboys, I still just don't know that there's anything that. Uh, that about his game that makes me feel like I got to run up there and spin one of my middle round picks on him.
1: Yeah. I think you nailed him. He's another, I mean, this is what I had for my notes really quickly. I thought he had great field vision. Uh, I thought he was pretty good at making guys miss. He was okay. After contact wasn't fantastic. Uh, you mentioned about him being consistent. I mean, that that's his best trait is, you know, that you can hand the ball off to him 18 to 20 times. He can, he can handle it. Is it going to be spectacular? Probably not. Um, But listen, you might be surprised about this. I've been kind of looking to see where these guys are just graded by the national media and draft Twitter and that kind of stuff. The projections here are like a second- to fourth-round pick. To me, that seems entirely too high, right? I mean, I think, could he be a good committee back? Absolutely. Could he be a guy that you give 14 to 16 carries a game? Sure. I'm not paying a second- or third-round pick for that. That that just seems too expensive for me. This is where, I mean, I feel like... You know,
0: your element of drafting running backs is correct. I mean, this area right here, it's like I I, I need something more. I can go find a good balanced running back or I can create a good balanced running back out of a a sixth or seventh round pick. You know, like I I don't need to spend it. For these guys, anything above, like anything or day two or higher on day two, he's got to have at least an exceptional talent. On, on day one, he's got to have several exceptional talents and no weaknesses. You know,
1: yeah, he can't uh, have a hole. Yeah, he can't. And, have, he, that's like this is my point for like a couple of years ago with Leonard Fournette. I love Leonard Fournette's power and his speed. But, man, he just didn't offer you anything as a receiver. That And To me, you cannot spend a pick on a running back that doesn't offer you anything as a receiver. I understood the Zeke pick and even the Christian McCaffrey pick more because those guys have very, very few weaknesses, and you can keep them on the field all three downs. If you're drafting a guy in round one, they have to have no flaws, right?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think that's, that's true. And, and, again, not even just that they can't just be good at everything. They have to be exceptional on several things too. But I I think there are, it's, you know, with, with running backs, the value there is about what they offer you and and where you're getting them. And so I think it's just, you have to kind of change, recalibrate your expectations to where you have to pay to get that player.
1: All right, let's wrap this podcast up and let's kind of rank these guys. I think we have a pretty good idea of where we're going to rank them, but how would you rank Henderson, Williams, and Gaskin?
0: Uh, I I mean, Henderson's definitely one for me, obviously. Uh, I kind of think I'd put Gaskin above Williams, maybe. Just because I feel like.
1: uh, He's a better runner. At at least that's what I feel with with Gaskin. He's a better runner.
0: And Williams' skill set is such that it's like it doesn't really fit his body type. So it's like, uh, you know, like I, I, I think Williams would probably be. If Williams was like six foot. 210, like, I probably would like Williams a little bit more because I feel like he could be, then he could be more physical and, and let, allow the fact that he's a physical player shine a little bit more because of I, his size. I worry about him with, like, against
1: linebackers. Yeah, in the NFL totally.
0: Because, I mean, because, like, if the best part of his game is all the things that he does without the ball in his hand and he's undersized, then he's going to get beat up. Like, so, I agree. yeah, I have concerns there. So I think, yeah, it would be Henderson, Gaskin, Williams.
1: I agree. And I listen, I think Henderson's a guy that I would I would consider at the, the bottom of the third round. I think he's got enough things that make me want to draft him, but I can find more important, more pressing needs for the Cowboys this offseason. Alright, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Lane at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked Cowboys and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time. Enjoy your weekend.